Ready? Born ready. When I say that is my absolute favorite sound effect, I just love that. Like from the club to the protest, like that, that sound effect never gets old. <laughs> it just, it just makes me happy. I feel like something is seriously about to happen when you hear that noise. It's like a congratulations, like a, oh shit, it's going down. Yes, it's always going down <laughs> on a Cool and Conscious podcast. Look, if you are not following us on social media, make sure you follow us. It's cool, Q-O-O-L, and conscious. Um, follow Just Elders Media. Follow me, the host, Questions with Cree. That's Questions with Q-R-I. And I'm ready to get into this thing. Happy Friday, okay? You made it to Friday. It's time to weekend. Congratulations on making it to another day. Now, let's get to the most important part of how I am feeling. How am I feeling? Give me some drum roll. Mm, I really got to get better at this. I should start thinking about how I feel before it's time. But I just also like thinking about it too. So <laughs> I would say this week, I feel cool. I feel cool in my consciousness. I feel cool in my consciousness. So I would say it's about... 30, 40% consciousness and about 60% coolness. And let me explain that. Um, I know I think last week I felt conscious or I think last week I felt cool too. And it's like, okay, where's the conscious? <laughs> Hello. Um, I feel like so often in our movement, the consciousness kind of fades away. <laughs> like it's unfortunate, but unless somebody dies, Unless somebody is assaulted, the consciousness, it literally just goes away and we go back to being cool. We go back to living an oblivious, oppressed life. Like, that's just <laughs> how it is. So I feel like I'm in that stage where, you know what, ain't nothing upsetting me. Like, <laughs> nothing outside of the norm is upsetting me. Granted, police brutality is a norm, but I'm saying I'm not seeing it. It's not going viral on social media. It's not what's in the news so at this point I just feel cool because I haven't nothing has pushed me to where I have to be overly conscious um in a society that really don't care so <laughs> I feel cool within my consciousness and I feel cool enough to not care to be conscious Dang. Dang. hey Yes. Play. That's me. That's me. It's Cree. I feel cool. Fuck consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> but no.
No, seriously, a Watch lot. Watch out for little Kendrick, so you know it still be. <laughs> I feel like a lot too comes with that life um, that people don't even understand. You know, every life that a person has, they have their own trials, their own tribulations. But living a conscious life, y'all, ignorance is bliss. It is bliss. I, I kid you not, because I was living a different yeah. life before I decided to take that step into my consciousness. And to be completely honest, consciousness holds you captive. You are held in captivity of having to choose between both. You're held held in this, this place of limbo. Okay, do I do this? If I do this, what will happen? If I do this, will I get support? If I do this, will I be by myself? Or should I just do what I've been doing and keep my head down? Like you are, (laughs) you're constantly fighting that fight. And then God forbid you take the step to be conscious. And then the people you thought would have been there to support you, they're not there. And it's just you like it is child. It's a rabbit hole. And so I think that's a lot of times why, you know, our community, we stop being conscious because it just hurts mentally, emotionally, um, and, and spiritually, financially, in every way, every way possible, being consciousness has the ability to hurt you yeah. for the worst. Um, I do want to shed light on one of our fallen brothers this past, what's today? Today is Friday. Um, so that means he passed earlier this week. Um, hold on, let me get his name. Okay, so he went by the name of Brother Russell. And I met him occasionally by way of just different protests. And I know a protest that I orchestrated, he came and he spoke. um, But he actually committed suicide. Um, And he was a very prominent activist just within Atlanta. And the group that he orchestrated was the Black Agenda Group. And it was just very sad. He has children, he has a family, and they unfortunately found him hanging um, in his home. And I, I'm not sure of the details. So if I'm misspeaking, please reach out to me and correct me. But the information I was giving was given was that he passed due to suicide. And I know that I have had those days where I'm just like, this is not working. This is absolutely not working. No one's helping me. Um, and it, I've never gotten that far, obviously, because I'm still here. But I do empathize with him and how he was feeling at the time. So please check on your strong friends, okay? Check on your conscious friends. Hell, check on your cool friends, okay? Because sometimes it's hard being cool. So please just check on your people, your loved ones, if you have the time to. I mean, hey, speaking of loved ones, child, the fans of Travis Scott love them some hemp. And, and I don't really know what rock I've been living under, but I personally just didn't know that Travis Scott was Travis Scott. Like, yeah, for sure. And and maybe that's just because working in radio, Travis Scott's big songs, he's like the featured artist. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, he has been on humongous songs, and he was just like either featured or there was another artist on there. Like, I guess that took precedence, but. Travis Scott's cult following, he has a cult following. This whole Astro World, I had no idea that it was like a whole festival and it was 50,000 people. It's like he puts it on Coachella on. I had, I, 
I'm sorry, Travis. I'm really sorry that I just didn't know. <laughs> oh yeah, he showed him. No, Travis, man, he he got his own. He's the first one with his own McDonald's meal. You should have known. I I should have honestly. Like I said, let's kick that rock over because I found out. Now, if you didn't know, I'm letting you know now at his Astro World Coachella humongous concert thing he just had. Eight people, unfortunately, lost their life um, because the way that his concerts work, right, the way that his concerts work, it's like a mosh pit. And it's like um, they go there to like rave and it's just a lot of like, I don't know whether to call it passion or anger or anxiety. They're going there and they're getting their frustrations out dancing to his music, jumping around, like jumping on each other and... Somehow it just got too chaotic and a lot of people got trampled. They said over a hundred people got injured. Eight people lost their lives. And I also was reading an article that said that those aren't even the real numbers. Um, and uh, so of course you have the media controlling the narrative and diluting the situation. And of course not trying to make you seem as bad as it was, but shit just went completely left. Okay. And you have some people who don't necessarily feel bad at what happened. <clears throat> now, let me... Who said, who said I ain't going to say who said it, but when they said it, I understood where they were coming from. Not saying that I agreed with them, but I was like, you know what? I didn't think of it in that way. So I'm just like, wow, yeah, that's really sad. I didn't even know Travis Scott was that big. Like, I just... Forgive me, I didn't even know. Like, how did they die? And this particular person was like, well, I don't feel bad because this is not the first year that Travis Scott has done this. Like, he is known for his raving um, concerts. Like, that's what they go there to do. Yeah, but and, and nobody died like this before. <laughs> Nobody's died like this before. Like, right. People- no one has died, but. Their point made sense. No, people go for the mosh pit for the raves, but I only reason why I don't go for that is because I I grew up in the era of throwing bows, <laughs> so I remember throwing bows <laughs> exactly. So we used to be in a quote unquote mosh pit, similar type of situation where we were throwing elbows and pushing each other and getting you know crunk as they used to say, and people could get hurt and you know something could happen, but we weren't trying to. That nobody died from the reports I seen uh, heard. It was a girl that said that it wasn't just the fact that they were moshing. It was the fact that people rushed the front, and it was so tight that like if you jumped in the air, to like you know how people you got stuck because as soon wow. as you jumped, it was so many people. Wow. So that's why a lot of people were passing. That's why all those people were passing out because they were literally being compressed and. You know, you're dealing with a bunch of young people who I don't think they know how to. They don't. They don't even know how to breathe correctly. And it wasn't a mask in sight. It was not one mask in sight. You said it. You said it. But that's basically what. Like they don't, they don't even know how to party correctly. They don't even know. It's like even if you are, if you're moshing, if you ever seen those mosh pits traditionally, yeah, they're doing it. But there's also space. Like there's yeah. also. I'm like honestly, I'm scared of that. I would. You couldn't count me there because. <laughs> Y'all ain't about to be pushing all on me. And we just in a circle playing push around the Rosie. Um, and Dang. then 
they were saying that after the concert, he went to, I think it was David Buster's. See, y'all, this <laughs> is why y'all need to figure out a way into VIP. Stay in the house. Uh, or stay in the house and watch it from stream, other people's yeah. phones. Because it was streaming. It was streaming on Apple. I'm sorry. that That is absolutely insane. Like, just hearing that and saying it out loud is is a little scary to me. I don't even... This goes back to being cool and conscious. It is okay to stay at home. Like, if 2020 taught us nothing, it is okay to stay at home because... Yep. That right there was a whole bunch of 2020 that came out in 2021. They've been waiting to release that. And that's why it was just, they ain't had shit to do. They have not had anything to do. So they got to that Astro World and they showed their ass, literally, which is absolutely not okay. Oh, God. Just, I can't imagine sending your kid to Astro World and them not coming back home because they died by getting stepped on. Like, I couldn't imagine it. I could not imagine. So going back to what I said previously, check on your strong friends. Check on your not-so-mentally stable friends because if you think that it's okay to go to something like that or to behave that way, they need a reality check. They need some accountability. They need somebody to say, hey, sit your ass down. RIP for the people that passed. But uh, be careful out there. Just be be yeah. conscious. Use your common sense. Literally. But you can't even say that because common sense is not common. Clearly. <laughs> it's so not common. So just be damn conscious of what your surroundings, what's going on, who is touching you, who is breathing your space, like where they from, where they go. Like ask questions. Not even trying to go on a preacher mode, but I'm just saying it is so important to know what's going on around you. Know who is in your space. Know what they got going on. Like, we on social media all the damn time. In Indirectly asking questions. Oh, who is this? What they do? Oh, who like their picture? We're saying that in our heads, but I'm saying say it out loud. When you meet someone, when you go to a different space, when you are at a concert, at a hell brunch, what's in your drink? Like, these are things that you need to know. So if you got a friend that got another friend that don't know, I'm telling you right now, let your friend know. Wake their consciousness up because it's not just, as I've com- as I've continuously said, it's not just about Black Lives Matter consciousness. <laughs> it's consciousness across the board. Now, who is literally winning across the board? The Atlanta Braves, okay? The world champions. The world champions again. Going back to that rock I lived under. I genuinely didn't know that the World Series, I I was saying World Cup, see? The World Series was like that big of a deal. Again, just because I'm not like a baseball fanatic. So I really didn't know that it was that big of a deal. But after going to the battery last weekend, honey, it's a big deal. Okay. It is a big deal with so many people at that battery. It. Yes. Yes. When I say it was so many people at that battery, just, just partying, being loud, screaming braves, just drunk on their Tomahawking. ass. Tomahawking. Like it was just. I hadn't seen anything like it because 
the Falcons don't win shit, okay? And the Hawks, they give us anxiety because they get close. And it's like, at least with the Falcons, we know. You know, we don't get our hopes up. <laughs> well, the Falcons was there. The Falcons were there too. They just lost it. Mm. The Falcons mm. the Falcons were there too. Yeah, like you forgot. I, I want to. That's what I'm saying. No. I want to forget. I mean, and, and I mean, the Braves were there damn near last year and lost. So, I mean, oh. you know, it's, they just came through. I always believe the Braves don't win a World Series. I knew they would. Wow. The Braves are pretty good, pretty damn good team. Clearly, they yeah. won the World Series. So, <laughs> they are definitely. Yeah, doing a damn thing. They just had to move that stadium to Cobb. Clearly, know. right. They just had to move the damn stadium. And I know now the people that voted to move are like, see, we told y'all. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it. Because I'm like, the battery, how long has the, the Braves been up there? Not that long. Probably like about three to, years? It was less than five years. Yeah, I'm like, because yeah. I, I remember Georgia State, we didn't have the, Bra- the old Braves stadium when I was there. We had mm. just gotten it. And I think like the year I was graduating mm-hmm. and even when you go to the battery, if you've never been, it's not like it's just acres on acres on acres. Like it's literally like a little piece mm-hmm. and they made all of this stuff fit and it fits perfectly. Like it's not crowded. Like even with all the people that were there last weekend, it wasn't like I was overcrowded and it was, it felt cramped and I couldn't. It wasn't Astro World. You know, oh yeah, no, it was not Astro World. It was, you could still have your space. And enjoy yourself and have a good time. So, speaking of having a good, a good time before I move to the next subject, it's honestly crazy seeing different athletes and how they celebrate. Because I went to the bar at the Battery. It's called PBR. And I had never been to this bar because I usually go to another one when I go. Or I go to Punchbowl Social, which is a very fun place, guys. You should go there. They have great milkshakes. Um... So I go to PBR because that's where all the people was at. It was just jumping. It got like a little like rooftop deck thing. Like it's humongous. It's a huge ass bar. They got like a bull. They're just like, just a bar. And I am following one of my friends because I see him across the room and I know him from the gathering spot. So I was going over to speak to him. Well, he was in the player section. At this time, I had no idea it was the player section because if you just won a World Series, I'm expecting like sparklers. I'm expecting like sparklers and like, I guess more than what it was. And it was just like them just sitting there. And I'm like, maybe I missed when they were like turning up. But like, where's the the turn up? Where's like the flex? Where's the... The black people shit, you know, <laughs> literally, because when you go to Gold Room on a Saturday night, they not even winning World Series. It's just Saturday and it's sparklers every two seconds, girls dancing, cakes come in, floats come in, ice sculptures. Come, like, it's like, we, well, I don't know what the hell y'all are celebrating. Damn sure not the World Series, but you have these group of men that just won the world series the best in the world and they was just chilling like it was just like a you know maybe again i could have missed the turn up part and i could have missed when they were you know doing their world series champ thing so i was just there just trying to feel the energy and there was no energy being given at that moment (laughs) and i'm like damn i could have just 
let me go to the other side of the bar or something. Like, either way, I just thought that that was very, very interesting to see just how, even though when we're in the same room with a white person or a black person, there's still so much different difference. Like there's just such a clear difference, not to mention, hold on. This was the kicker of the night. And I really felt some type of way. So y'all know that song. I ain't saying she a gold digger, uh, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Uh, uh, Jamie Foxx and Kanye West. Now y'all know that song, that part in the song where Kanye West is talking his shit and he's like, and when you get home, he leave your ass for a white girl. Get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down. Get down. That part. Y'all. When it got to that part, when it got to and when he get home, he leave your ass for a white girl, it was unison. Every white girl in that bar screamed it to the top of their lungs. And when he get home, he leave your ass for a white girl. When I say this black girl turned around and was like, what the hell? I don't know how I feel about that. Keith, how you feel about that? Because I still don't know how I feel about that. And hey, it's man, a week it's, later. It's a song, bro. And he did it. See, if Kanye didn't do it, <laughs> then I can see if he did No, it. if men, if black men didn't do it. Nah, like, it's, it's not even it's, just that's, Kanye. That's, that's propaganda. Kanye did it, but that's propaganda. Keith, when I say I was no, like, cause when Russell, mind Will, you. Russell Wilson got on and he got a black girl. He left his white girl. Honestly, he's the first of how many? Right, exactly. He's the first of how many? <laughs> how many? Exactly. Uh, I'm just saying he did it. <laughs> he did it. But I'm just saying being in, being surrounded by that many white women and they all collectively say that one line. They don't know no one the song, but they knew. And when he get home, he leave your ass for a white girl. I was like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm inclined to believe that y'all y'all be really, really out here plotting. And honestly, after hearing that, I got the confirmation that y'all do. I got I got the confirmation. You, you, you want to know what it is? What is it? And, and, and this will sum it up. And the people, <clears throat> just for the people to know out there, uh, Cree will be launching her own Patreon channel. So, you know, some of this content <laughs> that we're talking about will be over on the Patreon. So, a little preview. The Patreon content. I, I do think that's funny that they all said it in unison. I mean, Eunice, you would have thought it was the city girls for black people. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. How, how black women go crazy when that song comes on and everybody is saying it in unison. All full vibrato and diaphragm, and that's what it was. And when he get home, he leave your ass for a white girl, flipping their hair, touching their boobs. I was like, wow. I just, I'm gonna go ahead and just walk over to the other side of the bar where the black people at, and I'm gonna just catch y'all later. I've I've seen enough. I've seen. Enough. You know, maybe we'll do that on a Patreon episode. We'll talk about these interracial um, relationships and all that. Yes. I got a new theory on that. A new, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I can't. And then the person I was at the battery with was like, Cree, I don't know about you, but 
I'm feeling just very annoyed by all these interracial couples. And I was like, that's what you're over there thinking oh, about? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot you had the battery. I'm at the battery. So there's interracial couples all around. Now, mind you, I personally am not going to share my opinion on that because you'll have to go to the Patreon. But I'm saying I'm not the, the darkest crayon in the box. So I am a byproduct of some form of interracial couple. Yeah, somebody around there. So I'm like, <laughs> it, it, it may not, it's not my mom. It's not my dad. It's not my granddad. It's not, it's not like the people that I know now that are still living, but somewhere down the line. Okay, I I am a byproduct of an interracial couple, so I can't just be saying, "Oh God, I hate that." Oh God, like because do I hate myself? <laughs> so when yeah. she mentioned that, I was like, um, "Pretty, pretty deep, pretty that, deep." That I'm like, "That's what you're over there. That's going on in your head. It's crazy to figure out how you could be standing right next to somebody and y'all are thinking about two completely different things." Cause I was looking at how cute the sign was, <laughs> so, like I was Dang. talking about the pretty sign, and she just comes out with this whole revelation. And I'm like, okay, all right. Now, speaking of revelations, okay, Sister Girl Summer Walker has given us a a summer summer and a, a war, warm winter. A walker winter, however you want to call it. A summer, summer, and a walker winter. Because this album, I kid you not, she is the female version of Drake. She she is. Because if you go to the top 100 songs for the past week, her album has been in the top 25. I think she got 25 songs on the album. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Let me go check it right now. Because when I checked it the other day, Summer Walker's all like 17 of her songs on the album were in the top 100. And then they were kind of dibbling and dabbling throughout the top 25. As of right now, she has the top three songs. She got number five, number seven, number eight, number 10, number 13 through 19, number 23 through 26. Her, that's literally her entire album. Like... Like, please name another artist that has done that. What like, was uh, your favorite song? On the um, album? I honestly really, really like. Let me find it because I've been trying to learn the names of the songs. Damn. Um, uh, I think it's "Throw It Away." Mm. Yes, "Throw It Away" is as of now. That's definitely my favorite. I just like this sample. Yeah, they have some good samples on here, too. I'm like the sample. Like, I'm a sample person. I and she can sing. Like, I'm just like, it just, it just rides. Yeah. Try, try to sing. Try to sing. It definitely rides. And the samples are her last album. The samples on this album is just like, you know what? You understand the assignment. When it comes to sampling, you get it. You got it. You give it. I mean, you know, shout out to London. No, 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 no. See, and now I, actually, I, I, I the credits say London on the track for it? that song. No, no, not that song, not that song. Oh, okay, because I'm like he did get some credit at the beginning of the album yeah. because they were still together, but towards the bottom of the album he had nothing to do with that. And then he want to get on social media and it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on, nigga? You know, Summer just dropped her album, 
and you was doing our good sis dirty as fuck. Dirty. Just did her dirty. And that's why all her fans was going to like attack him in the comments. Like it was honestly, it was very funny. I was taking pleasure in it. It's so I I, I genuinely feel very, very bad for Summer Walker. Damn. Just because I went and read the details of her contract. Oh, her, her contract is crazy. The details of her contract are excruciating. For her to be who she is, have the influence that she has, be able to, she actually has like real talent and she's a very sweet person. So for her to be only 25 and to just have been taken advantage of the way that she is by people that look like her. Like it hurts differently. It hurts when it's white people. Maybe I should read the contract. No, no, no. I got some screenshots. Hold on. I get it. There are things that are placed around her to elevate her, but you're not just dealing with someone that is talentless. (laughs) Like, it's not like there's millions of dollars being poured into her because she just sucks that bad. No, she literally has a product. Your job is just to place it. It, like, there's no way that Summer Walker should not be making the most money out of the situation because at the end of the day, after reading her contract, they only gave her $80,000 advance. What the fuck is $80,000 going to do? I mean... I get it at the time. Yes, it definitely probably helped her. But I'm saying, if we're speaking about the person that she has blown up to be, no. $80,000 is fucking taxes. But you're never, you're never going to win that argument. No, no, no. I know. I know that. Especially an artist, the first time signing. And then if you follow Summer Walker, she just goes through life. No. She's not necessarily. She definitely does. She's not necessarily on her business. And even at the end of the day, you have to be, even if you might not know a a lot of accounting, but you know what money looks like. And you can get copies and say, And that's why I'm just like, but she, but. Did you not read the contract? No, you know, she, but you've seen. You follow Summer Walker, you know she's not reading her contract. You know she's not. Like, literally. She's she's, she's going through life. Is her bills paid? Right? Is her apartment paid? Can she buy all the things she wants? Like, yeah. She she might not be buying multi-million dollar ticketed items, but all the clothes she wants, all the food she wants to eat. <laughs> like, she don't want for nothing. She don't want for nothing. And I think that's... How she likes to set up. I think she's just looking into the money side of it because of this London shit. And she really wanted to know how much he's getting off. Because, you know, I saw he posted something like, you know, London making a bag and he threw some deuces or whatever. I think she looked into it because she wants to know how much he was making. But she don't don't care. I genuinely hope I never love anybody like that. No, I don't say that, Chris. No, no, no. I'm saying love anybody to the point where I don't make sure I'm good. Like, oh, meaning oh. she didn't start caring about herself until she was like, oh, well, let me see what he making. Like, you should have been, you should have been caring. Like, how but is that, it that you? But that's not, she's not that kind of person, period, though. Like, well, what makes you that type of person? Like, how did I get this way? You get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, what? It's, 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 what? It's, people, what? it's people who, everybody cares about what they care about. You just care about your business. Because I'm like, not saying I don't ever want to love someone deeply, mm-hmm. but I never want to be in a position where I love someone and I 
don't care about myself. Like what? And then I only start caring about myself when I see that they're getting something out of it. No, what? Yeah, I mean, but, but see, I think the Summer Walker thing, and this goes back to how she got in the situation. I just think that this is my girl loves Summer Walker. She's been listening to her since the very <laughs> beginning, right? And I always used to say the same thing about Summer. Like, she could sing, she's talented, but when you read the IG and see like the antics and yeah. the shit that she goes through, she just seems like a stripper that could sing, that got a deal. That she don't gotta do the bullshit no more to make the same amount of money she probably was making at the club, which is why she didn't care for yeah. reading her contract. Cause oh, eighty thousand up front, a hundred thousand here. Is yeah. my apartment paid? And then you know they pay up shit for the year, so everything's yeah. paid. All my Ubers are paid. Like the basic level shit is paid. Now you got a kid now, yeah. and then, and then now she probably has better counsel. She you see the album right? Yeah. She had Cardi B talking to her. Which she that's, had Sierra's pregnant. She, she had Sierra, and you know Sierra probably talked to her on some real like girl, get your shit together get type. Your, because yeah. Sierra went through her little phase, mm-hmm. but she bounced back, got her shit together, and all the way got her master, got all her right. shit together. So, and then if Summer's a real chick like that, somebody will fuck with her, you know? Yeah, she's got to get her shit together, and I think that's what she's in the process well, of doing. Well, she got but, two more albums to make. Yeah, but I, so I'm like she. In I'm a just surprised. Deal. <laughs> I mean, from what I heard about her team, I'm just surprised her team is that way because the the guy Justice that, that's supposed to be that, the manager. Yeah. I've heard a lot of interviews with him and shit. <laughs> so, I, and I think more is gonna be unveiled later. Like, give it some time. Yeah. But you know, we live in this social media uh, cycle, yeah. right? But even with the label Love Renaissance, yeah, it promotes the positivity of loving and nurturing the artists, and while they do babysit her to an extent yeah. because I've seen them in action like catering to her and her social anxiety yeah. and all of that I've, I've seen that and that's part of it but it's also just like damn she only making 16 cents but people that's like what all I'm gonna say is there's no money in music period no, everybody right. knows that but they so, even make you know how they say artists make money off of shows they got that too. But see, some, but like some of them do Like she did not read the but, concert but, but, at but, all. But see, but see, I mean the, the, the contract. But, but that's why I say I think Summer came up because from what I heard about them Summer shows, Summer don't do no good. It's not like you're going to rush, rush to a yeah, Summer no, show. I've seen, so, I've seen the show. It's a, so, so to me, this is just like signing any record deal. You sign a record deal to be getting taken care of. I think she's in the process of getting her shit together. It's a bad contract the first time, but everybody signs a bad contract the first time. Also, I would need to know the Renaissance contract with Interscope because it's probably a lot of overhead that the company itself is taking so on. I read into that. No, no, no. I read into that okay. too. Enlighten me. Enlighten me. <laughs> so the way they they essentially kind of blackmailed her into signing only with Love Renaissance. So what it's you not mean blackmail. It's, what kind of blackmail? Meaning they said, okay, let me let me find it. I'm gonna read it. I'm going to. When you say blackmail, I mean they had something on her. Not black. What? I, then I'm using. Oh, strong term. arm. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. I'm like I'm using the wrong terminology. I was about to say, damn, what are they about to put out? Um. She also gave up her masters. That happens. Like an 
not my business. Um, okay. Um, she only gets 16% of her royalty rate. Sounds about right. Which means she would only take home 16 cents out of every dollar yeah. she generates once she recoups her advance. So she's not, she got to make that advance first. But she's already done that. Right. She made that bet. She got to make the advance first and then she makes 16 cents for every dollar. Yeah. And the way that they had it was, okay, you can be, because, you know, usually artists have. I'm, I'm assuming 50 cents of that goes to the Interscope. But right. I'm saying the way that they did it, they said, okay, you know how some artists have two different representations. So they got a management team, which would be LVRN. Mm-hmm. Then they got the overhead, whatever people, which would be Interscope. Well, the way that they did it, they say, okay, well, if you do one half is with Interscope and one half is with LVRN, it's going to be this percentage. But if you keep it all in-house... It'll be this percentage. So they lowered the percentages if she stuck everything through LVRN. So it was at point, it was like 15% goes to Interscope and 14% goes to LVRN. But once she said, oh, they gave her the ultimatum or you could just do everything through LVRN and it'll be 7.5% and 7.5% versus 15 and 14%. Yeah, I mean. So total staying with LVRN is like okay. The total is like sixteen percent versus thirty percent. Well, that's how I know. See, y'all, this is how we know. Now, granted, those aren't the exact numbers, but those are around the ballpark of the numbers because I don't have the article on hand. But that's what I remember. It was around the 15, oh no, I, 14 I, I don't need no article. I said this on the Just Elders podcast. I don't feel bad for nobody who signed bad deals. I've I've signed bad deals before, like. I don't, I don't care because... How did you do it? Did you read it? Yeah. You read it and you need it at the time. Like, it's oh, okay. like every deal is the same way. Oh, I'm dead broke. I have shit. You're giving me 80000 and then you're talking to me about all this other jargon. And all I know is what you're telling me, four albums, I can give you four albums. And will I be straight for four albums? I feel like you get your first contract to get your foot in the door. And then after you complete that or... Finagle your way, whatever happens, because of course it's gonna be a bad deal, then you are the person that you are. I just feel like this is going through those ringers. Like it's just that first deal. I mean, we, we talked about with your situation with that thing, like you know, it was the your first time, it mm-hmm. happened, boom. Now you know, and the next time you do it, it's gonna be ten times better because you went through it. Everybody does it. So I said it on the podcast. We talked about Karen Civil shit and Jordan Lucas. I don't care about anybody who signs a bad deal, because one, if you don't read it. It's on you, two, you needed it at the time, and three, these people gave you an opportunity. Whether you liked it or not, it's like when Mate Stallion went through her situation. Mm-hmm. But Buddy gave you a, a a platform. That's how you got on. Future and Rocco, when they went through their shit. Rocco, that nigga, I put you on. You got to kick it back. You can't just go work with Hove and Beyonce and think you're not, nah. Yeah. You got to pay, because I also gave you an advance. See, that's what people fail to realize. That advance money, it's almost advanced money for everybody. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like the advance, the advance, the advance to you. But here goes 80,000. Live your life. Do what you need to do to create this art. 
Now, I don't know if she tied in all her other shit because a lot of times they do sign 360 deals. Yeah, no, her acting, her merch, her performances. But but just knock out your album. Do what Tory Lanez did. Tory Lanez burnt up his album. He did the album damn near every other year, got out his contract. Now he on his masters. Like, you can do it. Drake, damn near out of his deal. Big Sean is out of his deal. A lot of people out. Kendrick, this is his last one on TDE. Like, a lot of people are coming up out of their deals. It happens. It happens. I don't feel sorry for him. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry. Feeling sorry and feeling bad are two different things. I don't feel sorry, but I do feel bad. No, nah, I don't feel bad either. Because, <laughs> because you also have to think about what, what, what the content that Summer has given us, too. Like, this is a good album, but before this album, Summer would give you six minutes of just EP and say, hey, this is six songs, <laughs> a minute a song. you like... Damn, someone we need more. But I'm saying. Meanwhile, she's sitting there like a fat cat on her advance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like the first album was epic. Like it's yeah, it's it, legendary. Both of the albums are legendary, but in between, she she just has she's like scissor to me. And it's, they both are in the same situation to me. Sign with deals where it's like, I can't get my music out, but these men are catering to you. You are getting your life together. You know, like, like I said. You know, sister, get it together. You're getting it together. I'm proud. Hand claps. Right, hand claps. But and snaps I don't feel sorry. I don't feel sorry for nobody who signed a deal because everybody signs a bad deal. Like oh, I, I signed God. a bad deal with somebody I was making like three times off of what I was charging on top of me. Wow. And I still didn't care as long as they paid me. I was. We got into it because I was like, hey, I know how much you're making. You can afford to pay me. You're bullshitting. Right. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Now bullshitting in the in the words of bullshitting. Okay. And I need to make this as clear as possible because I don't feel like people understand this concept. And I feel like it's literally one plus one. But I met someone or saw someone the other day that works for a company. Um, And in the midst... In the midst of our conversation, they're like, yeah, Cree, you know, I see you doing your thing. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I feel like this is the part where the conversation is about to end. And they're like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just working the system from the inside. I'm just working the system from the inside. And they said it three times. And I just looked at them and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm doing what I got to do on the inside so I can make things work. And I, I squint my eyes and I say, yeah, okay, you sound good. <laughs> so, like, if you know me personally, you know I'm looking at you stupid like, okay, what, 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 okay. I'm either going to smile and pretend or I'm just going to be completely upfront and be like, no, that does not make sense. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not even going to say I'm sorry. So, I look at this person and I'm like, okay, it sound good. And at the time, I didn't realize what they were trying to say to me. Because I honestly couldn't even believe that I just ran into these people. Um, And it didn't hit me till later. And so I get home and I'm like, why were they so insistent on telling me that they're working the system from the inside? And that wasn't the first time I heard that because earlier this year, um, an ex-employee of the radio station I spoke to or they reached out to me and we were having a conversation and they were like, you got to work the system from the inside. You got to work the system from the inside. Like you're not on the inside no more. So you can't make change. Like what you're doing is not going to make change. 
And they were just very discouraging. And I'm just looking like, damn, work the system from the inside. And I told them, I said, well, I was on the inside. It, it doesn't work. Like <laughs> I was on the inside. Not just that. I saw people on the inside and they weren't doing the work. Like it's. I about to say, what, what change? What change do they think you're, what do they think your end goal is? Because it sounds like they think you have a different end goal. I Exactly. I don't know. And that just goes to show you being on the inside makes you forget what it's like to be on the outside. <laughs> and you forgetting where you come from don't got shit to do with me. Because what did Jay-Z say? Still nigga. You still, just because you forgot you a nigga don't mean <laughs> you not a nigga. Yeah. And so in that moment with this person telling me that, I'm looking like, I know your black ass do not think that you're going to be able to infiltrate a system that was not built for you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're working it from the inside to infiltrate it. To, to, to do what? Yeah. What are you, what exactly are you trying? You cannot work a system that was not built to work for you. And, and I will say, you can do that. I'm not a. I'm not against that statement, but I'm against it because there are very few spooks who sat next to the door. You know very what I'm saying? Few. So there's not too many people who are going to, you know, play the role, and we see you, but on the back end, really try to get do people what needs in to be done. Really do there's what not, needs to be done. Look at damn Kamala Harris, okay? She used every black card. She used the Greek card. She used the Howard card. She used the black scorned black woman card. She used the interracial couple card. The Chuck Taylor she, card. She she used the meme we did it joke I smoked, card. I smoked a little weed. She card. used the curls for girls card. Tupac, my favorite rapper alive <laughs> card. When I said she used every card. And we have not heard anything from her. Damn. We heard more conversation between her and Joe Biden, okay, than we have heard from her since she's been in office. Haven't heard one thing. So please, when you say or when you think or when you try to rationalize and say, I'm working the system from within, no, you're not. At that point, the system is working you. <laughs> it's working you every time because I need for you to understand the system that was put in place was not built to work for us. And by us, I mean black people. And I get it. Sometimes you just want to go and be the first or you want to go and I get all of that. But please understand when you are working in these places with systems put in place to work against you, you are going to have to put in so much work. So much work. And I don't think that that is understood. Okay, so yeah, you think you're working the system from the inside. But let's be clear. If you are not spending 24 hours a day studying how to beat that system that has been passed down for generations after generations after generations, it's not going to work. Going to work when you're supposed to go is not going to work. It's, it's just it, you got to do a, a certain level of ass kissing. And black people is only going to kiss ass for so long, if they even do that. No, it's, it's a wrap. I mean, I think uh, that working it from the inside, it don't work because it taints you. Um, you know, Kamala, I, I feel like uh, she was she was put out there, you know, for the vote, but she's not going to do nothing for us. She already said she wasn't, you know. 
uh, I, I just think it's funny because it's like it's 2021, <laughs> right? You people are doing 1965 tactics. You know what I mean? Like it's 2021. Y'all, do black people really want to make a change in the industry? Pull out, right? Pull every, out. Everybody who's working there, leave there, pull out, go. But one, you can't, right? Because you signed all competes. Like, see, there's, there's, there's <laughs> Again, a lot. Again, signing the bad contracts. Again, you can't work a system that wasn't built for you because you can't even leave and then be sustained. Like, there's, again, I had so many employees reach out when I was um, actively protesting the radio station. They're like, I wish I could say something, but I signed this paper that say I can't say nothing else. And they gave me some money. And I'm just like, well, what the fuck you on my line for then? I don't need none of your help. You can't, you literally are a sitting duck. You cannot do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like. That's, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's a, it's a, uh, it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot because if you really were for the people, right, and stood on integrity for the people, and then the people found out that you are leaving, the, look, similar to your situation, you are leaving because of principle, the people will take care of you. The universe will take care of you. I, but, I don't know about the people. Now. Well, well, to, well, to me, well, because to me, the people of the universe, like, because, like, shout out to everybody who's been listening, supporting your yes, podcast, yes, some yes. people have been buying your merch, things like that. You have more things rolling out to sustain yourself, and people can support you. But if you haven't been rocking with the people, they're not going to support you. So if you mm-hmm. do leave the job and you can't work media for a year, mm-hmm. you could do something else for a year. The people will sustain you, but will you help up on that limb? Nah, you won't because you're not. I mean, at this point, you can't tell me that you're going to change it from within unless you're really blowing shit up. Like, unless you're doing WikiLeaks type shit. <laughs> exactly. And you're, and you're like, like telling you're us stuck number. shutting the service down and you get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like, I need people to come out and tell us, oh, you know, such and such. They make this much on their contract. Exactly. They do it like this for the contract. Like uh, I need you to go hard. Yeah. Literally. I gen- like you can't say, oh, I'm working from the inside. You they got off the bus. They didn't say, let's all match and get on the bus. That that'll make a statement. Let's still show up. That'll make a statement. No. True power is realized in your absence. True, that's it. I don't care how you slice it or dice it. True power is realized in your absence. And if you are always there, why the fuck would they care? That's it. If you're always there, why would they care? Okay, you brought the bars back. <laughs> I brought the bars back. If you are not sick, you are sick. That's it. If you are not sick of playing this, this everlasting game of living check to check, of not knowing if this person is going to rob you or being afraid of the person that looks like you. If you are not sick of not having adequate representation or adequate education or adequate healthcare or adequate groceries or adequate gyms or adequate malls or any form of living adequacy, if you are not sick of that, you are sick. You are the problem, not COVID, period. Drops mic. <laughs> talking about some damn i'm gonna work the system from inside you can't do that stupid and that's why your ass shouldn't be in there anyway because now you didn't turn dumb and we don't need dummies trying to work the system the fuck you know i i always give it to people i let them try 
and you know yeah he they that that per- person tried it they, yeah. they i mean they tried it i was looking like damn to change your whole reality you have to really change somebody's perspective and your perspective doesn't get changed until it touches you until it happens until it happens I to tell you, you i because i knew police brutality was a thing i knew it i knew it but until that officer smacked smacked me up i shit i i couldn't tell you about it <laughs> no i definitely agree it is not real like you said earlier until it gets here yes. until it gets That's how funny how everything is coming back around it is not real until it is sitting in your lap and you're like Oh shit! And you see all these people protesting, and you're like, "Oh, I don't feel like it tonight." Right. But then it's your kid. Right. Exactly. And now you want all and now these you people. want all these people to rally for you, and it's. I, I think the worst case to me was uh, Stephon Clark. Do you remember that mm-hmm. case? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, the brother got gunned down and all that. But then you did your research and your history on him, and the brother was. Damn near anti, you know, promoting like right. you said, wanting the white women and all. right. I mean, his brother was acting a fool. Like it just went all off the rails. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but you did have people automatically going to be behind you. But what's your history? What's your right. pedigree? So to those people on the inside, I mean, listen, you have somebody like Cree who who's in your life. Who if something happened, they could ride for you. You know what I'm saying? How valuable is that to you? Right. Are you gonna ride for her right now? Are you gonna support? Like you said, okay, work the system from the inside. Buy every one of my shirts. Listen to every one of my podcasts right. while you're still at work. Right. That way right. we can support. You know, exactly. if you, little if we things work like that. The system, let's let's make it work. Yeah. Let's work the system. Yeah. Because like like let's like let's do what other communities do. Right. They, I see Asians and and Indians and uh, Hispanics working alongside Black people at all these in. Uh, Restaurants and right. industries and stores, but they take their money back to the community. Back to their community, they're just siphoning it out. You and know, so we can do the same crazy. thing. We don't. Y'all could y'all could work we in the so inside. We so busy trying to work this and give system, it to a black we media company. Forgot we don't even have one. Like, so busy trying to work everybody else's system, trying to fit in everywhere else, and nobody wants us. The Asians don't want us. The Spanish don't want us. The white people don't. Nobody wants black people in their midst. Nobody, no. Well, they, they do. It's like Paul Mooney said. Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Don't nobody want to be a nigga, and so because they know what it comes with. So for you to be the only person that don't understand what it comes with, and it's actually you, like, oh, I'm gonna go work the system. Damn. What system? The only system you should be working is yours. Everybody, that's what's honestly. Not saying that's what's wrong with our particular demographic, but we only worry about other people. When you go to the club and you pop bottles, you're not doing that because you're trying to just get shit faced every weekend. You're doing that so you could take home a bitch. So you can look like you make money or you can afford this lifestyle and make the person next to you jealous. So you're worried about what other people think. And so with that, Can you respectfully or genuinely say that you believe in God when you put so oh, much? Oh, see now, see now you're taking it all. No, 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 no. no, no you, that you're right. I'm, that you're I'm right. genuinely I, just right? asking a question because this has been plaguing me for a very long time, and I have been I've been struggling with it because I'm like, if 
you are for the Bible thumpers, for the people that just believe in God and don't go to church for whatever. If you believe in God, whatever you call your God, if you believe in the higher power and the source of light and life comes from this, this power, Mm -hmm. this God, how is it that you place the barriers of your life in the hands of a person? Well, that's, I mean, this is deeper though. Everybody don't have that. Everybody don't have that faith. It's, like, and it's, that's just what I'm, it's like, so you go to church every week or you watch it online or you, you practice your whatever, how you practice it. But then you, you still go to the, the same situations that are holding you captive. Well, it's, 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 it, how I see it overall. And that's why at the end of the day, I always just worry about myself because like, I, I can't, worry about what i can't control yeah right um i'm a very facts-based person so i can see that it's evident that a lot of people don't believe in god you know what i'm saying or even their god because everybody has different gods right but i do know that people can do better and will do better um because look at the runoff right it was a lot of people on Kasim's side mm-hmm. even a lot of people who was voting for Kasim out of fear being in the system. Oh, we can change it from the inside. No, you can't. And I think enough people realize that. And that's what, I think that's the squeak that got Andre in. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, because it was a whole campaign that was damn near like never Trump. It was like never Kasim, right? Yeah. It's like anybody but Kasim. <laughs> so I think like that whole movement worked very well. And mm-hmm. now you see the result. So I think that's, those are those glimmers of hope that gives me like, oh, okay, people with enough propaganda and sway, people will get it, you mm-hmm. know? So even, like I said, those people, hopefully that something happens, not bad, but something happens that sparks them. And then they can say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of working with them. Here goes some industry secrets that I can tell you to get your thing to the next level. Or let me share this contract with you that such and such does with McDonald's. That's how they get their ads. Right. Like, it's a lot of little things. That little somebody- things. Like, I'm just like, I couldn't imagine if every employee at the radio station did not show up for one day. And you know, radio works on a day-to-day basis. It's not like a, oh, we're going to boycott for a week and see see how they feel. You don't show up for one day. One day. Mm-hmm. You know what? I get it. That's a stretch. Everybody can't do one day. Baby steps. You don't show up for half the day. No, don't come at all. Like, but, but but you know that industry is different too because you always you got scabs. Every industry has scabs. So unless you get to those people too, the because I work at a radio station too, like they have content. No, <laughs> I get it. There's always well, like, gonna be that matrix. person that just that's their identity. Well, that and they just have they have contingencies. Like they don't want to have to hit a best of, or they don't want to have to hit this rerun. But everybody don't show up. Well. We'll reconfigure, hit play on the because they have somebody. They'll have somebody in there to hit play on a rerun shit, and they'll reconfigure and they'll start doing investigations. And they'll it. It's like uh when they say the music industry, if all the artists just quit, labels wouldn't care. They have enough old music and pre-recorded, re-recorded to put that shit out and reconfigure all this shit if they needed to. You know, so so to your point, what needs to happen is when you leave, you need to. Go to a build your own system. You need to come over. You know, you need to come and build your own thing and get it up. Because at this point, we're in the industry of 
direct B2B. You have a lot of influencers who directly work with brands. They right. don't have quote unquote managers, managers and agents. Agents. It's like, oh, you popping on TikTok. And fill out this ad information. You can get ads. Oh, you got a thousand followers, million followers. Boom, direct. Same thing. McDonald's only fucks with that radio station because of old relationships. Yeah. You don't think if you make a whole media company pop and they're doing millions of numbers that Joe Rogan shows you that. Mm-hmm. You can have your own ecosystem because you're doing your own numbers and never have to take ads because you can charge on some others. Like there are ways to do this thing. So I, I'm glad you brought this whole thing up and I'm, I'm hoping these people are listening and they don't take offense. They just, you know, get off the fence and come, you know, thank you. Us. Do not take offense because that's not what this show is about. Take some time to accept that you are cool. Okay. And don't be offended thinking I'm offending your coolness. Cause I'm not. But be conscious enough to come off of the fence and understand that you are so powerful and you are more than the crumbs that they feed you. And you cannot work a system that was not built to work for you. It will not work every single time. One plus two, I mean, one plus one equals two every single time. Work against work that wasn't meant to work is not going to (laughs) work. work plus work against work that was never meant to work is not going to work (laughs) that's not that new math got (laughs) the four w's okay the four w's of common sense on cool and conscious show work plus work that was never meant to work is not gonna work it's plain and simple you cannot work a system that was never built to work for you that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm going to drop the mic <laughs> and move on to this runoff election. It's the runoff election here in Atlanta. We have Auntie Felicia Moore and we have Andre Dickens. And they are going head to head, toe to toe, battling for who's going to be the next mayor to show up and improve the city for the best that it could be. Because I'm tired of all this craziness that's going on. It's time for us to move on and be of substance and make shit work. And I can't find another rhyming word. So I'm going to just stop there. But I was kind of feeling it. So. Um, yeah there have been multiple debates this past week if you have missed them I'm sure you can find them on like YouTube uh, social media whatever 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 either way I just want to encourage you all to do research on your candidate don't just go in there and vote for the black man because he a black man don't just go in there and vote for the black woman because she a black woman or her name is Felicia and they rhyme with Keisha or his name is Andre and he from wherever he Excuse me, he from wherever he from. No. The time of us just picking people just because you got something in common with them <laughs> regarding surface level shit, that time has passed, okay? That is not cool and that is not conscious. But what is cool and what is conscious is you knowing exactly who you're voting for. So the day to vote in the runoff election for the two candidates, which is Andre Dickens and Felicia Moore, is November 30th. So, yeah. Make sure y'all go out and And there are uh, like 10 other runoff races that day too. Oh, so, wow. Okay, so, so it's going to be a lot on your ballot and I'm going to do my research and the next episode, I'm going to bring some of that to you all. Probably like five to five different runoffs 
Um, but it's so important. That yeah, you sh- you should bring that because we did a, a small synopsis on where the party at. Just listen to them. Mm. You should bring the ones that people, you know, I I like to think of where the party at as education. Mm-hmm. I like to think of cool and cautious as influence. <laughs> so, you know, you can come on here and say, you know, that's who's running, but I'm voting for anybody but Kasim. You know, you, you <laughs> right. can say that over I here. Say, you know what I right, mean? Right, right, We're bipartisan right. over there. Everybody had, and everybody votes for who they vote for because- right. If you listen to everybody talk politics one day, you'll probably be surprised on who will vote for what. Right. But, um, yeah, so you should come back and let the people know yes. who to, uh, who to check that. for. I'm going to tell for. y'all what the hell is going on and how I feel about it. Now, this is not how you need to feel about it, but I'm just telling Cause you. Because, like, city council president is a big race. Uh, yes. That's Doug Shipman. I and, did see uh, that. Who's that? Archibald? I did see yeah. that. So you have the white man versus the black lady. Exactly. So know. we will, when I say we will see, and many people think that Atlanta is just blackly black, 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 but no, 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 honey. Well, what I realized doing these episodes and doing these interviews, especially with some of the white candidates, um, I see why people think Atlanta is so progressive. Mm-hmm. Because when you do talk to the liberal white people in Atlanta, they seem to... Underst- seem to understand the history. I don't want to say get it because mm-hmm. if they got it, should it be different? But they understand the history and like, how far Atlanta has come. Yeah, from mm-hmm. from where it was with black people on this side to where it is now, and mm-hmm. and at this crucial point, I think everybody the the eye the wool's been pulled over their eye pulled pulled off of their eyes, and they see how is a black city with all this black leadership. A black child is not thriving in the city. It's not because you have a 4% chance of escaping Mm, poverty. Okay, I get what you're saying. You you have a black child in the city where you have all these black mayors and black city council and Tyler Perry's Mm -hmm. and all of this. I mean, even down to the basketball. Everything. Everything black, 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 black. black. But you have a 4% chance of escaping poverty if you were born. And so let's not talk about the, the parents. It's no fault of the child's own that they're born into poverty. Mm-hmm. They're here. They're in poverty. They can't Why? escape it. Exactly. In a black city. Now, right. maybe in a white city, they could. But in a black city, they can't. And that's where the bullshit is. So some of these white liberal people, they understand that. And I think now they got to a point where they they don't want to. They're trying their hardest to not say Black people can't handle themselves, but no, yeah, they're they're kind of because I'm just like that's a laughable offense to hear that. It's like, oh yeah, we have everything we could ever imagine, <gasps> yet we don't even know how we don't know I, we can't do anything with I, it. <laughs> I, I know you're about to wrap up, but I gotta bring this up because we talked. We and I, I sent you the report and we talked about this. Um, oh yeah, businesses. Yeah, yeah, the businesses, bro. We in a black. We're we're in the black mecca. We're in Wakanda. We're in the black mecca. But the a black business is averaging sixty thousand. Meanwhile, the the second right after us, Latino business with four hundred. Four hundred, right? Four, not a hundred. We were saying four hundred. That is half, close to half a million to dollars half. per business average. That's an average. That is per right. Business. That is the average. That is not what they're really making. That is the average. So you see all these little taco shops and stuff, and you see all these. 
His, you, you, I mean, you see a whole town, damn near. I mean, we got it in college. They Park. damn near built road. the entire city. What do you like? They build every like they. It's it's absolutely disgusting. And they're taking that money and they're taking it back to the community and they're building it up. But uh, Mark, our videographer, shout out. He said hearing that number because this is his first time hearing it. He said, "Oh, well, that means it's a lot of niggas in Atlanta capping then." Oh yeah, because you know everybody in Atlanta swear the, they making money. It's the city, the land of cap, and you see that's why I dress like this. Sweatpants, I will sweatpants the fuck out of you. Well, that's okay? that, that's now. Like. I, I I have a strong belief, and we have a bet that when these cameras start coming on, when we start giving y'all this live video, <laughs> this video pod, Creek gonna start coming to here like how she be on IG, but. I digress I, on that. No, I must uh, still, I must still have my sweatpants on. I might look a little okay. tasteful. <laughs> I might look a little more tasteful, but uh, I yeah, but I plan like- on having sweatpants. <laughs> but my thing is with black people, it's more so just about the fun and the celebration and the entertainment, and honestly. At what point that that so how business has been passed down to the white generation and Spanish people just working hard like it don't matter how much they paying you we gonna work hard and figure it out and put our money together entertainment has been passed down through our culture for generations like Asian Asia the Asian community it is a part of them to be smart, to be at the top of their class, to, to be super innovative and, and geniuses. Like that is them. And it is passed down that, that culture, that tradition, they have that to look back into our culture. Our tradition is strictly entertaining. We don't know the business side. We don't get to know that side. The only thing we get is the stage. And sometimes we don't get the stage. So it's like, do you blame us? For, for following in the pattern. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I blame y'all because it's 2021. No, no, no. I'm not. Hold on. I definitely blame us. Oh, but say. I'm saying playing devil's advocate because you're always going to have that person that's just like, well, this is what only thing we know how to do. Mm-mm. In 2021, it's too much independence. It's too much freedom. It's too much blockchain technology. It's, and too, it's just too much it's, access. It's too much access. We have too much access. And then, like you said, there's no reason why we have black leadership, we have black school, we have all of these things that should propel us forward and it has done nothing but propel us backwards, in my opinion. I feel like back in the 40s and the 30s and the 20s and the 1900s and the whatever, 1800s, where they had nothing, they were so much more advanced than we are because they had nothing. So they had to be innovative. They had to be creative. They had to come together versus now like you said we got too much access everybody doing their own thing no one's really focusing on what's going on and what's right in front of us so they don't feel the need to tap into the power that we have literally right here in Atlanta you can't go anywhere else in the world we're not talking about the state we're not talking about the country we are talking about the world series right now okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go anywhere in the world and black people are this affluent in the society and this not affluent. I don't know the opposite opposite of affluent, but you can't. Poor. Poor. Exactly. <laughs> you, you there's nowhere else in the world where the the um income ratio is that much of a deficit, is that much of a difference. Mm. Nowhere. Cause it's either everybody's poor 
or everybody is rich or like saying in that same demographic of people, white people or people in positions of power treat us the way that we do because we constantly show them how to treat us. We constantly show them that we can't handle it. There you go. Every single time we show them we are the, we are ultimately our downfalls. We show them. Well, I'm going to tell you that. I, I want to say we can't handle it. I think that what it shows is that the, the constituents, the constituents don't know their power. If the leadership, the black leadership was not so focused on just being an entertainer, was not so focused on, on worrying about shit she didn't have no business worried about. Yeah. That could it could have been avoided if she had used her influence to truly be influential. And that's how I want to end the episode today. The quote to help you stay afloat, okay, is literally using your influence to be influential. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you feel like you don't have no influence. You feel like you're not good at I don't fuck all of that, okay? Because you have influence, whether it's two people watching or 200,000 people watching you. You have some sort of influence. You have some sort of power in your life. Tap into it. Stop making excuses. See exactly what the problem is and handle it head on. Stop trying to work a system that does not work for you. Use your influence. I can't use it for you. Keith can't use it for you. We cannot use it for you because it is only within you. Use your influence to start being influential. Go out tomorrow. Hell, go out today. And try to change the way someone thinks. Try to show them a different way to think. Try to influence them for the better. Okay? It's the Cool and Conscious Podcast. Make sure if you're not following us, you follow us at Just Eldritch Media, Cool, Q-O-O-L, and Conscious and Questions with Cree. Look, I love y'all. Thank you so much for supporting me. Thank you so much for following. Thank you so much for listening, liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Oh, I love y'all. Please have a great, safe weekend, and I will see y'all next Friday. Thank you.